with the first pick in the 2003 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select LeBron James. What's up, everybody? What is up? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. This is Gary, host and your friend in the world of basketball card collecting and investing. And what a week it's going to be. LeBron James to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. You've got the NBA trade deadline coming up this Friday. And already, massive deal, Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. Are the Mavericks crazy, or are they finally adding a superstar next to Luka that can do all the things and makes them a power in the West? What is happening? Friends, this episode is going to have a bit about all that. I want to talk to you about the LeBron James card market, and that's why I've titled the the podcast this episode that way. And, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm a fan, but uh, also think that LeBron is... In many ways, one of the best card markets, one of the best players to focus on, whether you are investing short-term or long-term. But the beauty of the NBA is, hey, if you don't like LeBron, there are enough haters out there. Uh, Greatness attracts haters, apparently. But uh, but yeah, you don't have to. But if you do, there are 20 years, 21 years, really, of cards to look at and consider collecting and investing in maybe having graded so many options. Uh, I have a lot of LeBron cards. I have more than 200, at least I think that's a lot, more than 200 LeBron James cards from various parts of his career that I've been putting together for a couple of years. Some of you guys have way more LeBron James cards than I do. Some of you focused in on just a few really awesome ones. Um, Today I'm going to tell the story of buying and then just this past week selling my LeBron James Tops paper rookie card, uh, PSA 8. You know, not a not an incredible card, but for me it was one of those cards of leveling up from buying, you know, 5 and 10 and $50 or $100 cards to here's a here's a card that has gotten as high as 500 bucks for a PSA 8 and right now it's around the 350, maybe a little bit less, depending on when you're buying or who's who's selling. And uh, for me, that was a big deal card to see him in that draft day, that white suit that he's wearing, and just really to get a graded LeBron rookie of a mainline issue like Tops. That was a that was a cool milestone for me a little over a year ago when I got that card. Uh, but but now I had listed it on eBay. You can listen to the story later. Uh, we are going to talk about the LeBron James card market. I also want to talk to you, before we get to that, a little bit about what's going on this week. You have some news about the trade deadline and players that are being rumored to uh, to be on the move. And, you know, I'm hearing it's, it's, it's getting old now, hearing the John Collins rumors or the OG Ananobi rumors or the... You know, what are, what are the Lakers going to do with those two picks in, you know, five years away? Like, I'm, <laughs> will Miles and Buddy finally part from the Indiana Pacers? Are the, the, the Portland Trailblazers going to blow it up or keep building around Damian Lillard? I 
yeah, I, I want to see some, some cool things happen. But as a card collector and investor, does it matter? And the answer is you get to decide that. You get to decide if you're going to get all worked up and try to buy guys before they get dealt and there's big news about them going to a different team. You get to decide, hey, if I'm in Dallas and I'm a Mavericks fan, do I want to buy Kyrie now because it's big news and I want to say, hey, I got a Kyrie Prism 2012 rookie and you know I got it and it's PSA 10 and you, you got it now. Like just when Kyrie arrives and maybe it's before a playoff run. Or you could say, hey, uh, in a couple weeks, the, the new big news is going to die down and I, I could get a better deal on it. Or, hey, I, I'm a Mavericks fan. I like what they did potential wise, but I'm not really into Kyrie because he's such a roller coaster ride. And I, I get that. Uh, you get to decide. There, there are other, other moments we've seen these last few days and weeks where one player, maybe it's related to a trade that's in the works, like Cameron Thomas with Kyrie sitting out the other night. Cam Thomas scored 44 points, and he's a young player. You've heard me and other podcasts mention about, like, if this guy gets a chance to start in Brooklyn or somewhere and gets a lot of minutes, he's going to be a guy that you prospectors, a lot of us that like to buy cards when they're cheaper, players before they are breakout or popular guys. Um, this, this We're about to enter the, that month or two after the trade deadline where a lot of young players are going to get more run, more opportunities, and where I've seen guys have what we called in previous years like a, a pop or a pre-pop or a, or a breakout month or two, and it becomes a preview of what their potential role is moving forward, and we've seen that in previous years with Desmond Bain, with Anthony Simons, with Jalen Brunson. Guys, what Jalen Brunson is doing in New York, he he should have been an all-star. In fact, I haven't unpacked the, uh, the recently announced rest of the all-star team. I did that episode. You can listen to it about who I think or who we think should have been all-stars. And uh, I got to say, overall, the guys they chose, there's a case for every single one of them. I know Drew Holiday was a surprise. I know Jaron Jackson Jr. was a surprise. I know to some people Tyrese Halliburton was a surprise. But here's the thing. There are players who were far more deserving for a variety of reasons that should have been picked. I I think there's a case for adding another player or two to the all-star rosters. I think there's a case for saying, look, uh, some of you people that voted, whether you're fans or coaches or even NBA players, it seems like people made their their ballot decisions in December. Maybe they start the, the voting too early because back then certain players were having all-star caliber seasons and now they're just not. Like I, I, I man, I, you've heard me talk about Tyrese Halliburton. There's a lot to love about him as a player but I ain't seen it in six weeks. And I don't think that you should be able to just miss or underperform in games during the month and a half leading up to the All-Star game and then still be an All-Star. When on the other side of the coin, you've got guys like, oh, Zach Levine, Jalen Brunson, there are players, Kawhi Leonard, there are players just lighting it up right now that maybe they got off to a slower start or maybe they came back from an injury and had to play themselves back into shape. 
Or maybe they were already playing well then, they just weren't playing as well as Tyrese Halliburton did in November. Ah, the good old days, right? I think Jalen Brunson deserved to be an all-star. I think De'Aaron Fox deserves to be an all-star. I know Pascal Siakam does, and I think the all-star ballot is kind of a joke. When I could rattle off a, na- a list of 12 names and be like, look, I'll take, I'll take these seven or eight players who didn't make the all-star team and make a case for why that group of seven could beat either of the all-star teams in a, in a game next week. And sometimes I'm, I'm helped out by dudes that are injured, like Steph Curry's not going to play in the all-star game. But other times I'm like, man, do you see the list of guys that aren't on the team this year? I get why Devin Booker isn't. I get why Anthony Davis isn't. I get why Bradley Beal isn't. But all these guys I'm naming for you, by the way, Zach Levine is playing awesome the last month and a half. And again, I feel like the ballots, the voters, they made their decision around Thanksgiving. Oh, that guy's an all-star. All right, then play the all-star game at Christmas, right? You started the balloting way too early. You started the voting and gave preference to the first time I saw those names, I went on and I looked and I said, man, that Paolo, (laughs) that guy, or, you know, there are certain choices. I'm not going to argue that DeMantis Sabonis is a deserving candidate, but there are other players. There are other forwards in the same conference that deserved better. Anthony Edwards is a guard that deserved better. He deserved a lot better than to be lumped in with Minnesota's other big men who are struggling right now and underperforming. He, Anthony Edwards is having an all-star season and I don't think his ballot should have been, uh, should have suffered because of Minnesota's team aggregate suffering. We didn't do that to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I don't know why we did it to Anthony Edwards. I do believe Shea is outperforming Anthony Edwards, but I'm also looking at it and saying, yeah, but look who you picked as your all-stars, West. You picked, uh, who's the guy that they picked that I thought, man, they should have taken De'Aaron Fox instead. I've got a guy. It's just not coming to my mind. It will, maybe after the break. What's up, everybody? Hoops and Cards, Gary here for you on a Friday afternoon. I'm recording this when the whole world is counting down the minutes or the hours till LeBron James breaks the NBA. I don't think the whole world's counting it down, but a lot of NBA fans are, and basketball card collectors are buying and selling LeBron James cards right now. It is a great time if you have LeBrons and you're willing to part with them. This is a great moment to sell. It might be a reminder to buy at some point. In fact, some people think this could uh, bump LeBron's cards up permanently. But at the same time, this isn't a surprise to us. We knew he was going to do it this year. We knew he was going to do it. Become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. And uh, go down in history, even though he's still playing and scoring 35 a game lately. He's uh, fantastic. He is my favorite player of all time. I'm not hiding that bias. Guys, we are just a podcast from Akron. I got to see LeBron play in high school many times when uh, he was 
a sophomore and junior at Akron St. Vincent St. Mary High School, and then again as a senior, of course. So, so yeah, I'd make no apologies for being a LeBron James fan. I often get asked, how do you get Cleveland fans with burning his jersey? Well, one person burned a jersey, and it caught on ESPN and fooled the rest of the world, making you think that Cleveland hated LeBron. We never did. We never did. A few people were disappointed and heartbroken that he left, and a few people expressed it that way. You know, sometimes anger is just a way of venting our our heartbreak, our pain. And uh, I'm not here to play counselor, but that was such a small portion of Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Anyway, the LeBron James card market, you guys, some of you ask about what are the best cards or the best players to invest in. And I think no matter how you tend to rank the top five players of all time, I think there will always be a market for LeBron James cards, Michael Jordan cards, Kobe Bryant, even though I wouldn't put him in the top five of all time. Players like Steph Curry, Giannis, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell. I'm talking all-time greats, Larry Bird. There are certain players, Tim Duncan. There are certain players that everybody would have on their list in the top, and, and everybody's short list does include LeBron and Michael. And uh, so I, I think long-term, those are fun cards to have, to own, to chase after, to call your grail. And, uh, you know, the card market is going to have its ups and downs over the next 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 years. But let me just assure you that LeBron James and LeBron James cards, LeBron James shoes, LeBron memorabilia is always, at least for the rest of our lifetimes, if you're listening to this podcast, LeBron James stuff is always going to be in demand. It is. And the demand may come and go and it may spike, but he he is going to be one of those people that after his basketball playing career is over. So say in 10 years when LeBron finally retires, are you going to tell him to retire playing the way he is? Are you going to tell him that he needs to uh, start acting his age like all the other goats did when they hit 40? Or are you going to tell him, hey man, as long as you can do that on a court, good luck, <laughs> like enjoy it. Play till you're 50 for all we care. Like He's doing things that are that are beyond historic for any player, let alone a player of that age. So we're we're witnessing history unfold in the next week as LeBron will probably break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring totals on TNT, one of those games next week. So maybe that's Oklahoma City on Thursday night. All I know is I'm setting my DVR to record it. Very excited and happy for LeBron, but also... I have been a LeBron James basketball card collector for at least the last two and a half years. And if you've listened to the story of hoops and cards, you guys, I, it was late 2019 and I, I'm like, you know, I, I think I need a sports, just a hobby that doesn't cost a lot of money or at least isn't a money loser. So I started buying the brand new release. Then it was 2019 prism. 2019 optic. I started to buy those cards of LeBron James for a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever on eBay. And even though I was sad that he left Cleveland, uh, it was cool to see that silver glossy card, Prism Base card 129 from that set. It was cool to see that Laker, that first uniform of him in a Laker, sorry, card of him in a Laker uniform. That was <clears throat> a, still a cool looking card to me. 
And um, the, here's the thing that happened though. I bought 15 or so of those cards for a dollar, $2, $2.50 on eBay. And three months later, the sports card market just boomed. And I was selling those same cards for 20, 25, 30, $35 on eBay because the demand was so high for basketball cards. And that was the moment when I'm like, all right, I've found my new profitable hobby and I'm loving basketball cards. And I started listening to podcasts like Sports Card Investor and a little bit later, Lucas Tigers and Bronze. There were some great all sports podcasts. But no, LeBron is the guy that got me back into this. And um, so I started to research the LeBron James market. And whether you are a fan of LeBron or an investor, there are so many options. So many options at every price point. You can find LeBron James cards in the dollar box and take your kids to sports card shows and shops and find $1 cards of LeBron James. But if you want to buy a card that's a million dollars, I'm sure there are a few LeBron James million dollar one of one, you know, NBA logo man type cards that are that are out there too. I just I just don't deal in that level of of expense if you know what I'm saying. So I wind up gradually buying cards that I like, trying to get Guys, here's one thing that I'm I'm doing and and uh, finding further I get into it, I want to redo it. I've been gradually collecting a card of every year that LeBron James played. That's that's from 2003 till now. A card or every Topps card and every Prism card and every Don Russ card. Uh, at least the base cards. And now that I'm for you know further along into that journey and I have a lot of LeBron cards, I'm thinking, "Man, I should have got graded versions of those cards. I should have, I should have purchased uh, numbered cards or game worn jersey patch cards, or gradually leveled up to more rookies and perhaps a LeBron James auto card. There, there are just so many levels and layers to this. But here's what I'm looking at right now, as an investor who likes LeBron James long-term, and maybe you're listening to this because you saw this episode was about and is about the LeBron James market. Uh, I am looking at PSA 10 cards of LeBron James cards made before 2012. So, and I'll include 2012 on that, but LeBron James cards from his first eight, 10 years in the NBA, looking for PSA 10s. And and I'll tell you this, um, PSA 10s, of goats, PSA 10s of Michael, Kobe, regardless of their year, you can find them, number one. You can negotiate a good deal on them, number two. And they're worth holding on to. They will have some cool value, some cool factor for a long, long time. I started a display in my office of a card from each of LeBron's milestones, the draft, rookie of the year award, getting to the, the all-star game, getting to the NBA finals with you know, Zadrunas Ilgoskis and a bunch of guys who wouldn't start for most teams in the NBA. <laughs> like the Cavalier, the fact that LeBron led the Cavs to the finals in 2007, I believe, is a miracle beyond what, beyond anything that Michael accomplished with the Bulls to even get to the finals that many times or with that week of a supporting cast. I, anyhow, I'm not picking an argument with you, Jordan people. I'm just saying both guys should be celebrated not pit against each other in some angry junior high cafeteria argument. Like, let's just celebrate the two best players. I'm collecting LeBron's biggest moments. And 
those are things they're, they're for me as a basketball fan uh, he brought so many memories and accomplishments and great basketball games to to Cleveland to the NBA that um, there, there's a lot to follow up on there's a lot of different brands that made LeBron rookie cards a lot of different brands that made one-offs like limited edition prints like I received at a Cavaliers game in 2017 a little cello pack of six Panini Don Russ cards that they only made for Cavalier fans. So I've got a LeBron James card that they made a very small print version of. I want to send it into PSA, but but here's the deal with that card. I can't find it anywhere online. No historic sales, no mention of it. No, none of them are listed. I mean, I can, I can search Panini Don Russ 2016. Cavalier Stadium giveaway. Like I could search all those keywords and I'm I'm coming up crickets, man. Nothing. Nothing. But that's just my point. There are some cards of LeBron that were made by big print companies like like Panini, uh, like Upper Deck, like custom card makers. I don't know. Like you probably made one yourself and tried to sell it, but you you just entrepreneur, you looking at look at that. Look at what you're doing. This is awesome. The card market. Um, anyhow. Uh, there's there's so many entry points that number one you could be overwhelmed by it. Number two you could be distracted and too busy into it so that you you won't enjoy it and you'll be like I just got to have the next one and the next one and the next one and not really enjoy the ones you have. I have I have learned to find as I search on eBay or as I search in person cards that I really like the look of and I really like the long term value of. So. If you are looking at long-term value, I would go PSA 10 on just about any mainstream main card of LeBron James, as long as you're getting a good deal. I would even say right now could be a good time to research that because LeBron's in the news, he's breaking these records, he's playing so well. But also you could say, I made notes now so I can buy when it's buying season in September or October. Really does depend on the card that you want. But uh, but there will be opportunities to buy. Unless you're looking for limited edition cards. Thanks to some of you for reminding me of that. There may be some that are available now or available during basketball season uh, that you, you see and you're like, you know what? I don't want to pass up this opportunity. I've got to buy this card. It's one of 99 or it's one of 50. Some of these cards, if it's a lesser less accomplished player, you might be able to find those frequently because people are buying and selling. But with LeBron James, and you've got a limited edition card, number to 10 or number to 20, uh, those things will not come up for auction or not be available online very often. They are going to be part of collectors like me who want to keep those cards and display those cards and say, you know what? Uh, that's I've got one listed on eBay right now that I'm like, that's I'm not sure I want to sell that card. I've listed it for way more then, uh, you know, I paid for it <clears throat> and way more than I actually think it's worth right now. But I'm like, that's what it's worth to me. And if somebody wants to buy it, fine. But I'm not, it's really not for sale. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there, we talk about so many players on our podcast and in the NBA that, man, they have potential. They've got, they've got great moments. They're, they're multiple time all-stars. You know, the all-stars came out yesterday. So many great players, but, but rarefied air for Air Jordan and LeBron James. Those guys have transcended it, transcended the world of the NBA and basketball cards. They're, they are going to be icons of this hobby for ever. Really. They truly are. So, 
So I, I look at it this way. Uh, I like having LeBron cards. I've got enough of them and the, the ones that I've wanted at my price range. But I'm starting to look up at better cards or graded versions of those cards or more limited edition cards that have unique features like his autograph, his rookie, a game-worn patch. Don't settle for those patches that just say they're patches. And on the back, Panini says this, the attached thingy, I don't know what it said, the, the attachment piece of fabric is not associated with any game or NBA moment. Like, okay, so you bought this at Goodwill and slapped it in a piece of cardboard. And it still looks cool, but yum, yum, yum. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James cards are going to have value. Maybe you don't want to buy right now because their value is high relative to two months ago or two months from now. But long term, I think we'll be glad we bought and held a lot of these cards, both for the NBA enjoyment and for the future values. So I'd love to hear your takes, you guys. The LeBron James market is big for all of us and for people that don't major on basketball cards. They still know what he's uh, worth. They still buy and sell his cards and, uh, you know, would classify him as one of the top 10 sports card, you know, athletes to buy at any point in the last 15 years. So it's, it's something that everybody appreciates. And uh, I'd love to hear what cards you have of LeBron that you think are unique or special or there's a story behind them for you. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you the story of my first LeBron James Topps rookie card, how I got it. And a uh, little, little sad story. It sold this week, how I sold it. All right, so I get to um, today. I get to say goodbye to a card that I've had history with, and if you've been doing this for any length of time, you've got stories behind your favorite cards and stories behind the the quest to level up or to even find that card that that you wanted so badly. For in maybe a year, I looked at LeBron James rookie cards. I looked at graded tops cards number 221 from 2003 with him in his white, all white NBA draft suit. And uh, yeah, I I wanted that card. I wanted it when it was, you know, I was looking at the PSA for a while I was looking at the PSA 8 or the PSA 9 and when I started looking the PSA 9s were around $1000 the PSA 8s were around 600 and that just tells you how I mean they they had gone over 600 how high the card market was and how crazy the LeBron market was and and maybe we'll be again someday but I finally found that card at a card show I had a chance to make an offer on a PSA 8 or a PSA 9, and I went for a PSA 8, got a fantastic deal from a friend of mine. Maybe you're listening. Uh, John, thank you again. Uh, it's been a great card that I've had for maybe a year now, and uh, it was, for the level I was on as a card collector and investor, it was the grail. It was the card I just I had to have and, uh, you know, was the most valuable card in my portfolio or my collection for a while on my market movers app, you know, card ladder pro, wherever it is, I'm keeping track of what I've got. Well, I went through 
a lot of my cards about two months ago and said, hey, here's here's the cards I'm going to sell. Here's some that I'm going to list on eBay at a higher price than they were currently or were then. But knowing that, hey, we're going to approach the NBA All-Star game, we're going to approach awards season and LeBron also making a milestone, becoming the all-time leading scorer. I think that's awesome. That is going to happen in these next few days. But so I listed that card at, uh, I don't know, 30, 40% more than I actually paid for it, listed it for sale on eBay. And I know eBay takes out their fees, but I was like, you know what? Uh, the market's different than it was when I bought this card and there's going to be some LeBron hype moments. This is one of them right here before the all-star game and him playing like a most valuable player candidate again. I thought I'm going to list it among the, you know, higher than any auction and higher than a lot of the recent sales were. And I had people offer me 275, 300 for it. Um, PSA eight, LeBron James tops 221 from 2003. I had it listed. I want to say at 370 plus shipping. And as recently as two hours ago, I was like, you know what? I've got 14 watchers already. There's going to be more and somebody's going to buy it and I'm going to regret selling it. Well, boom, that happened. Somebody bought it. And of course, it's going to be shipped to PSA to be authenticated. And my first reaction, just to give you a gut feeling on, you know, you've got card stories and cards that you feel something for. I'm really glad I sold it. I'm glad I was able to make some money and enjoy the card while I had it for a year. Very, very much a wonderful piece to have on my collection, have it on display. I think the other thing as I've learned, once you find your grail, you'll probably want another one. You probably want a next level up. You know, I'm, I'm selling other cards lately. In fact, I was just talking to my son about this. Hey, a lot of the cards I, I've sold in the last two weeks, and there've been six or seven of them, have been cards that are hot, that people want. That's why they sell. That's why people pay a price I'm willing to accept on Luka Doncic, Jalen Hurts, LeBron James, uh, Jalen Green, PSA 10, Pink Cracked Ice, that's gone. I've sold cards that are, some of those are great cards. That's why people are buying them. But I know I paid much less for a lot of those than they're selling for. Some of them got favorable grades. That's awesome. Uh, So I'm making some money, but I'm also thinking, all right, what is next down the road? Is it to look for an even better LeBron rookie? Yes, it is. I don't know how far down the road that is. Is it to shop for the same card I just had in six months when it's baseball season and nobody cares about LeBron James and those cards are still high pop and high circulation and somebody's going to impulse sell just like the impulse bought and I'm going to get a deal on it again in six months. I, I believe that. That's a possibility for me. However, I've also been researching a number of other superstar rookie cards. So Kawhi Leonard's PSA 10 Prism rookie from 2012 is on my mind. Donovan Mitchell Silver PSA 10 Prism is on my mind. Giannis PSA 10 Hoops Rookie or PSA 9 Prism. And here's here's another thing you guys need to know about where I'm at. Selling some of these cards and, and looking at a lot of the cards I've had graded, I've got a number of guys that I'm very 
very much uh, invested in. I'm, I'm kind of known for now. You think of hoops and cards. Maybe you think of Darius Garland or you think of Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, Anthony Simons. I'll, I'll just leave it at those four guys right now. Uh, I, I could stand to add a Des, like a nice Desmond Bain autograph card. But other than that, I have, I have all the cards I could want of those four players. And so I'm not looking to level up into uh, or spend extra money on them. If I, if I could trade some of the cards I have of those guys to get better cards of those same players, I'll do it. You know, it's just like shuffling the deck here. Trade a few PSA 9s for a PSA 10. I don't know. Like, I, I'm open to that. But what I'm not open to, as a, just as, as an investor and kind of as a, a collector that wants to be content with what I've already got, would just be to say, look, I've spent enough money in the Anthony Simons box. I've got enough value there. In fact, uh, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm just absolutely thrilled with what I've got as far as Anthony Simons to say as an investment and a card and a player that I'm going to enjoy watching for a number of years, but also that I'll price to sell when it's time. You know, um, if I see him in the, in the dollar boxes or the cheap boxes, somebody posted in our discord, I think that they found a Simon's rookie for 50 cents prism. Yes. I'll do those buys all day long. Okay. But what, what I'm talking about is like, uh, cards that are, are graded or cards that are nice that would cost, you know, more than 20 bucks raw. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I, yeah, I've, I've got those boxes checked, got enough of those players that I enjoy. Now I'm, I've been looking at other guys who here's, here's the, uh, the frame of mind that I'm in. There are guys who maybe like LeBron, they're going to have a big presence at the all-star game, but unlike LeBron players that are going to have a fantastic playoff run this season. So you know, should I be looking at Jason Tatum? Should I be looking at Nikola Jokic? Are there guys like that and Jalen Brown and man, even Kawhi Leonard? Did I already say his name? There are there are some awesome players that I could get their rookie cards now that I've liquidated. I've cashed out of that LeBron rookie. I've said goodbye. I'll probably take a picture and post that picture on my wall or something, right? I'll still I'll still have it in my memory and I might have it in the future but there's no reason it needs to just sit there on my shelf and do nothing. So as a little trophy, uh, no, I've now I've got some cash I can use. I made money on it and I'm very, very happy with it. At the same time, it's not going to be fun packaging it and shipping it to someone else because it represents a story that I've lived in the card world. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, take care now. Bye-bye, then.